Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the third episode of K Willing to Say. I'm your host, Kendra Williams. You know, today I like to talk about Game 5, the, the NBA Finals. You know, I like to talk about the injuries that went on. I like to talk about, you know, what each team did well, what they could do better, you know, moving forward. And I like to bring up a new segment, Blast from the Past. And I like to end it off with some questions from the audience. You know, go to state, you know, on the brink of elimination down 3 1, the Go to State Warriors. Pulled off an amazing, an amazing 106-105 win over the Toronto Raptors to extend the uh, series and bring it back to uh, Oakland for one last time, you know, before they, you know, move to back to San Francisco next season. And it could possibly be, you know, the end of the end of an era or it could be the um the beginning of something new. So the Golden State Warriors, you know, they, you know, they extended the uh, the series with a 106-105 uh, win over the Toronto Raptors. You know, they would lead 34-28 to after the first quarter. You know, it was really tight. Both teams shooting very, very well from the field. You know, Golden State had a you know, few early turnovers. You know, they had about seven turnovers after the first quarter, you know. But they would pick it back up in the second quarter. As they did, you know, lead at halftime, 62-56, to would take a six-point lead, you know, at halftime. In the third quarter, it was fairly, fairly tight, you know, for 84 to 76 lead over the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors would go on a, you know, a 9-0 run in the uh, third quarter to put the uh, the game within reach. But the Warriors would finish the uh, the game with for a 9-2 run to extend the series, you know, on a last uh, second shot by uh, Kyle Lowry, who would miss it on a Draymond Green block attempt. You know, the, the defense was really the key for the Golden State Warriors, you know, holding the Raptors to, you know, um, 44 points in the second half compared to, you know, Golden State's 50-plus uh, uh, points in the second half. And it looked like the uh, Golden State Warriors was all over. You know, they shot very, very well from the three-point line. They went 20 of 42 especially the Splash Brothers who combined for, you know, 57 points, shooting 12 for 27 from the field. And I feel like they were cooking all night. You know, Steph Curry, he, had, he shot 5 of 14 from three-point range. You know, Clay Thompson, you know, Clay Thompson has these moments where he can just go off and save a game, save a series, shooting, you know, 7 of 13. Clay Thompson, you know, he also had uh, 26.6 rebounds, 4 assists. You know, Steph Curry had 31 points, 8, seven, eight rebounds, 7 assists. You know, Draymond Green had, you know, two points shy of a triple-double with 10 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. KD, and I, Kevin Durant, you know, he made his return after, you know, missing a month. He had 11 points in 12 minutes, and he looked really good through the first two and a half quarters, you know, before going down with an injury, which, you know, I would like to get into a little bit later. But, you know, looking at the series, you know, the Golden State Warriors, they – they battle so much adversity all playoffs. It seems like they've been without, you know, their key guys, you know, Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins for so long. And DeMarcus Cousins, you know, uh, in game game five, I mean, game, excuse me, game four, he, not, you know, had six points and four rebounds. But he did have a bounce back game. You know, he finished with uh, 14 points and six rebounds. It was huge when Kevin Durant did go down with, you know, an apparent injury. Kevon Looney, you know, he's, he seemed like he had been um, – you know, re-aggravated the collarbone. You know, he had four points, three rebounds in 18 minutes. And um, he looks to, you know, take advantage of a match, uh, 
of matchups, you know. It seems like uh like I said before, you know, uh defense really stepped up for the Golden State Warriors. You know, in game five it was a different story with you know the Toronto Raptors scoring thirty seven points in the third quarter, including a thirteen point victory. You know, it seemed like it was, it was a very different story. You know, Kawhi Leonard, he had 36 points, but he did he didn't shoot particularly well. You know, he had nine shot nine of 24 from the field, including two of seven for three point range. You know, after having you know a a pretty great game. You know, uh, 36 points on 50 percent shooting in Game Four of the um, NBA Finals. You know, Kawhi Leonard, he did have this um, this huge run where he went on a 10 0 run by himself. Scoring 10, 12 points on 5 of 9 shooting in the fourth quarter, you know, to keep the game close for most of the way. But, you know, it was just too much for Golden State Warriors, you know, who came up with big possessions, you know, big rebounds, you know, the hustle points. They had three really big shot, three three really big three-pointers at the end of the game to extend the uh, series, you know. But on the Toronto Raptors side, the, um, the bigs – for them, Marcus Gasol, you know, he had 17 points on four of six shooting from the field. Ibaka, he had 15 points, six rebounds, shot five of eight from the field, you know, five of six from the free throw line off the bench. You know, Ibaka has been huge. You know, he's been averaging 13 points and five rebounds off the bench. And it seems like they're going to have more of that if the Toronto Raptors are to, you know, close the series out. Game six in Oracle on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And it seems like, you know, the Golden State Warriors are just, you know, like I said, they said earlier, you know, that they battle the adversity, you know. It seems like they've been faced with so much adversity and they're trying to, you know, keep the series going on a 3-1 lead because they've been on the, the uh, bad side of a 3-1 uh, comeback and on the good side of a 3-1 lead. So look for Golden State Warriors, you know. Keys to the game will be for the Raptors, you know, to keep attacking the glass. You know, they had 13 offensive rebounds compared to the Rap, could, could, excuse me, compared to the Golden State Warriors, you know, six offensive rebounds. And they also need to shoot better from the field. It seemed like they didn't shoot particularly well. They shot, you know, shot about 33% overall from three point range. And the bench needs to keep producing. You know, Van Bling, he had a pretty solid game, 11 points, but they, they are going to need his three point shot more than ever. You know, he's been shooting around, you know, 80% uh, from three-point range. You know, they're going to need some some more from Ibaka. They're going to need some from Norman Powell. It's, it seemed like the bench is going to be the the, um, the key between both uh, teams in uh, game six. And on the Warriors side, you know, you have to t- protect home front. Because this is the last, uh, last time they'll be at Oracle, they will need to end it on a good note to extend the series and force a game seven. They will need to rebound the ball. You know, like I said, they got out rebounded on the offensive glass, thirteen to six, by the Toronto Raptors, and the bench needs to be better too. It seemed like they only really need they need they're gonna need multiple players to step up, especially with Boogie Cousins, who has been up and down the whole series. You know, he's been only he's only been averaging six points and five rebounds throughout the NBA Finals because he hasn't played much. You know, he's still trying to get his legs under him, and there seem like the Golden State Warriors are going to need more from the bench. You know, guys like Quinn Cook, who's gonna, who's, who's going, he's going to need to be huge from three point range. You know, Demarcus Cousins will probably could get something from Jarevko. Kevon Looney will probably get to start too. 
Uh, looking at the injury side, uh, Kevon Looney, who had been grimacing all game long, reactivated a collarbone injury. He is expected to uh, suit up for game six at Oracle. As the trainer said, they don't expect the injury to get much worse. But the bigger news that's been going on all day is Kevin Durant's injury, uh, apparent leg injury. The Warriors believe that he suffered, you know, an Achilles injury, which would be which would be terrible. You remember that? Um, looking back on it, and um, twenty sixteen, Kevin Durant did um, was diagnosed with a Jones fracture and was, you know, forced to miss the entire season. It seems like Kevin Durant does. The Warriors are going to need uh, Kevin Durant moving forward, and it really puts his, you know, his future in doubt coming back from the Achilles injury because only one player has come back from the Achilles injury, and that is uh, Dominique Wilkins back in the 80s. So it seems like a lot of emotion was uh, arising between the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. So Kevin's injury is going to be big, especially heading into a free agency where, you know, he looks to either, you know, pick up his player option or he could opt out and get, you know, a five-year $221 million deal with the Golden State Warriors because he did make an all-NBA team. Or if he was to, you know, opt out and sign with another team, he'd be making, you know, around a, about $100 million less than he would with the Golden State Warriors. So it really depends on the extent of his injury and what we would know from the MRI results that will come out, you know, either tomorrow or later on this week. So look for more on that story on Kevin Durant. You know, Bob Myers... In his press conference, you know, the Warriors, he is the Warriors um, GM, for those who don't know who he is. Bob Myers seemed very, very emotional looking at uh, Kevin Durant's injury because it, it seemed that he said that it was a collaborative decision from from him, uh, the training staff, and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, you know, he's he's always had this, uh, this tough guy, this aunt, this tough guy aunt with him. So, um... Kevin Durant, he was itching to play. He hadn't played since, you know, May 8th, uh, game five of the Houston, of the semi, Houston, uh, Western Conference semifinals against the Houston Rockets. So it seems like Kevin Durant does want to play, but he is forced to miss so much time because of this injury that it puts his, you know, his future in jeopardy. He puts his, you know, his career, his, his fans. I mean, everybody is feeling sorry for Kevin Durant because of this injury that, you know, has put his, his career in jeopardy. So it just seems like, you know, the Warriors are are scrambling right now. So in game six, on my predictions, I feel like the uh will the will the Raptors close the series or will the Golden State Warriors extend the series and force a game seven? I'm looking at um based on uh Toronto how the series has uh, gone so far for the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. I look for Golden State to, you know, force a Game 7. But Game 7 is really um, up for debate because we don't know which team will perform well. You know, we don't know if Toronto would protect home for home um, court and do what they can to uh, win their first title. And, and looking at uh, the Golden State Warriors, it just depends on what they get from the bench and what they can, you know, can they rebound the ball? Can they, you know, get the hustle plays? Can they shoot well from the uh, perimeter? Can they shoot better overall? Can they uh, cut down on the turnovers? You know, they did have 15 turnovers, and it seems like if they have 15 or more turnovers, it's either going to result in a close win or a loss. And it just doesn't seem like it's an in-between between the two.
But moving on to my uh a new a new part of the show called Blast from the Past, which is basically, you know, looking back on this day, on what happened this on this day in NBA history. Twenty two years ago today in the nineteen ninety seven NBA finals, it was Michael Jordan's infamous flu game. I mean, Michael Jordan was incredible, you know, he had thirty fin- finished with thirty eight points, all while battle all while battling the flu, you know. The uh he would uh go on to win the his him and his Chicago Bulls would go on to win the series in five against the Utah Jazz. You know, Carl Malone's Carl Malone, uh, John Stockton's Utah Jazz, ninety to eighty seven. You know, go to, you know, uh, Chicago. Excuse me, Chicago would go on to win the series, ninety to eighty seven. And it seems like, no matter uh, what Michael Jordan has been faced with, he's always been able to battle adversity. And I think that was uh was really cool. Moving on to like the last part of the uh the show, I like to bring in some questions from the fans. Uh Derek Brown asks, Do you think the Lakers will pull off this A D trade? And what players will we trade realistically? Uh on the first part of the question, do I think the Lakers will pull off this A D trade? Um it really just depends because the Pelicans asking price for AD is a lot. It, it seems like we'll have to give up, you know, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, number four pick, and possibly more if a third team isn't involved because the Pelicans are looking at at gaining more assets in the trade. You know, they're looking at an all-star, a player with all-star potential, and looking at um two future draft picks. So it really depends on if the Lakers can find a third team so they don't have to give up much because I think a reasonable deal for um, Anthony Davis will be, you know, possibly two of the young guys. You know, if you're able to keep Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram, I think that would be an incredible trade. But it's hard to see the Pelicans making a trade that doesn't include Brandon Ingram because I think – I believe that Brandon Ingram – is the highest on um on David Griffin's list of players he wants the most out of all the assets. So I feel like um David Griffin is really gonna want Brandon Ingram the most out of out of everyone. But will he take a deal revolved around Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, maybe the number four pick, maybe Vo Mo Wagner, maybe the twenty twenty one pick, would that even equal twenty one point six million in cap space? It really just depends. I feel like a third team would have to be involved to where, you know, maybe the uh the Phoenix Suns comes in comes in. They may maybe they're really interested in, you know, Lonzo Ball. Maybe maybe they make a um they get in on the Anthony Davis uh trade. But does does it really does a third team really want to help the Los Angeles Lakers land Anthony Davis? It's, it's really a complicated situation from all sides because we know that David Griffin isn't in a hurry to do a deal which was reported earlier today, you know, by Yahoo Sports and by um, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, who is an NBA NBA insider. So it really depends on if they can get a third team involved in what assets are going, you know, to the New Orleans Pelicans because they aren't going to sell on a deal for Anthony Davis knowing they don't have to um, trade him right away, but they are looking to trade him by this weekend. It's, it's going to be a tall task to answer just from the New Orleans Pelicans side. So we'll just have to see what happens with that situation. But that I hope that does answer your question. Next question comes from um, 
Ben Sloster Cruz, he asked, do you think we're keeping JaVale McGee as, I guess, coming from a Lakers fan? Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, JaVale McGee is eligible for them. We could offer him the mid-level exception, which is about $4.8 million. I mean, JaVale McGee said he wants to, um, said earlier, you know, um, if uh, Fox Sports 1, that he would like to remain in L.A., you know, because he likes what the Lakers ability, you know, he likes the young guys. He likes playing with LeBron. He he felt like he really fit that system. He, and Javel McGee had a, a really great year for the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, he averaged 13 points and six rebounds and shot a pretty high percentage from the field. So it really just, it just depends on the priorities. You know, if they are to land Anthony Davis, would Javel McGee want to play behind him? Because it seems like Javel McGee really values his playing time. You know, I he did complain earlier in the season when Evita Zubats was gaining most of his minutes. So it just it just really depends on if uh, um on what the Lakers are willing are are willing to offer him and what he will willing to uh what he would be willing to accept. So it it really goes fifty fifty on keeping Javale McGee. As of right now, I would say that they are keeping Javale McGee. Next question comes from Mark. Paco, he asks, do you think another team will offer Katie a contract and take the risk of recovering from an in- of recovering recovering from his injury? Uh, I believe that uh, a team does offer Katie the max. Uh, you know, teams like the New York Knicks, the Brooklyn Nets, the Los Angeles Clippers, possibly even the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, it seemed like Kevin Durant. It seemed like he's been linked to the New York Knicks. All year long, it seems like Brooklyn Nets are possibly a dark horse for Kevin Durant. Maybe with the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, if they are able to um, get rid of Danilo Gallinari's contract. So, it really just depends on um, on what the um, on what Katie is looking for. You know, because let's say he is diagnosed with an Achilles injury, he's sitting out. Achilles injuries take typically nine to eleven months to heal from. Considering we're in June of 2019, KD wouldn't come back to possibly he would probably wouldn't be on the court until um, May of next year, which is a very long time to sit out. So, would Kevin Durant, you know, opt out of his you know 31 million dollar player option? to sign with another team long-term. It, just, it really just depends on Kevin Durant and his situation. I, I feel as if Kevin Durant will, you know, stay with the Golden State Warriors at least for another year and then test free agency. But but then again, the Warriors said they are uh, prioritizing Kevin Durant and would offer him, you know, that super match that he is eligible, eligible for, you know, the five-year, $220 million, $221 million deal. So, I feel like Kevin Durant would sign long-term with the Golden State Warriors. And I feel like that's what he will do. Unless unless the New York Knicks are able to, you know, land, a, land Anthony Davis because they are another team that is targeting him with along with the Los Angeles Lakers. I feel like unless the New York Knicks are New York, excuse me, the New York Knicks are able to pull off a trade for Anthony Davis, I feel like Unless they are able to do that, Kevin Durant will remain a Golden State Warrior. But that also puts Klay Thompson's future in doubt because, you know, the, the Warriors only have about $43 million in cap space. So how are you going to create 
enough money to, you know, sign, you know, re-sign Kevin Durant, re-sign Klay Thompson, maybe even bring back Kevon Looney. And you have to think about, you know, Draymond is eligible for his contract extension by, you know, October is when they can, it's the deadline to offer that. And you have, you know, Steph Curry's coming up in a couple of years. I mean, how much do you sacrifice for this team to keep them together with so very little depth coming off your bench? Do you prioritize, do you let KD walk and prioritize the bench? Do you let Clay walk and prioritize the bench? It's just, it's just so many questions. But I feel like Anthony Davis will probably be the domino effect for a lot of these teams, especially a move that Kevin Durant will make. So it really just depends. So I feel like that answers your second question too. Do you think New York tries to um, get him there? I think for like I feel like Kevin New York will go hard after Kevin Durant, but I feel like it really it really just depends on uh, Kevin Durant and and what he wants to do. I feel like he will stay with the Golden State Warriors unless the New York Knicks are able to land you know a second star because I because KD wants to win championships, even if he is to sit out all of next season, he still wants to be in a situation you know where. There is long-term security and where he can contend long-term. Next question comes from Nigel Dalton. He asks, um, do you think the Lakers should look at uh, Kevin Durant? The Lakers are in win-now mo- win mode just because of, they you know, they landed, you know, the, arguably the best player in the world in LeBron James last offseason. So I feel like the... Um, the Los Angeles Lakers are probably going to stay away from Kevin Durant as of right now. I know that probably sounds silly, but but because he has an Achilles injury and because it's such a high risk in coming back the same from an injury like that, I feel like the Los Angeles Lakers are going to prioritize, you know, Anthony Davis and see what happens with that situation. If they aren't able to land, you know, an Anthony Davis, their second option would probably be Kawhi Leonard or even Kyrie Irving, possibly even Jimmy Butler if they do. They are. They do happen to you know strike out on the other um, um, targets in free agency. Kyle James. At, uh, next question comes from Kyle James. He asks, "Would trading the young quarter actually be worth it?" Collectively, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart average fifty-four and a half points, nineteen and a half rebounds, and twelve assists together. And what eighty and filler players actually make up for those stats? I feel like it it will be a lot for the Golden State Warriors. I'm a excuse me for the Golden for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers to land a guy like um a guy like to give up all those pieces for an Anthony Davis who will be a free agent a year from now. In terms of cap, it's gonna be hard to keep all the young the young guys and Anthony Davis because Brandon Ingram is a, a restricted free agent next year. Where he's eligible, you know, his cap hold is twenty one million. So he'd be eligible, you know, for a um a four year, I believe, a hundred and twenty million dollar deal, some somewhere around that mark. Uh, uh, it's 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 really gonna be hard, you know, trading the young core for and Anthony Davis. Would it be worth it? It depends on the front office mindset of the Los Angeles Lakers and would they be willing to give up everyone for an Anthony Davis? Because we know back in February, Magic Johnson was willing to, you know, depart with uh, the entire core, you know, 
Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, and Hart, Wagner, and and possibly uh, veterans too. So it really just depends on Rapalinka's mindset. I feel like he, you know, could have an upper hand in, in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes because, you know, he is a former agent. So he does know how to, you know, talk to um, players around the league. You know, he knows how to talk to GMs around the league, talk to coaches. You know, he's a good – what he has a um, – Agents, you know, they former agents, they have a, a good way of, you know, swaying people and negotiating. So I feel like Rob Palenka could have the upper hand in getting a deal done for an Anthony Davis, possibly without giving up, you know, every single young guy. But if the if the Los Angeles Lakers are able to keep, you know, Alonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram in any um, Lakers uh, trade with the New Orleans Pelicans, I feel like that would benefit the Lakers a whole lot. So... It really just depends. Looking at the second question, second part of your question, will AD and fillers actually make up for those stats? Uh, I guess it really depends on who those fillers are. I mean, if you are able to land in Anthony Davis, how much cap space are you really working with? Uh, I believe they would only have um, enough for veteran minimum contracts. I mean, what players would want to come play for in Anthony Davis in a um, Anthony Davis LeBron James combo? I mean, what what would the rest of the team even look like? I mean, how much are you giving up? There's just so many questions that that need answers in an Anthony Davis to Los Angeles Lakers trade. So I feel like the fillers can fill that role, but it just depends on who those fillers are. Next question comes from Ike Halasul Zakiri. I would like to ask about Golden State Warriors salary cap for next season. If KD is accepting his player option, is Golden State Warriors still have a chance to re-sign the Clay on his Clay uh, from free agency? Uh, Golden State Warriors have about uh, forty-three million in cap space, so they're either gonna have to because they own both Kevin Durant's and uh, Clay Thompson's early bird rights because you know they've been with the team for a certain amount of years, so. Usually, uh, when um, players are on the team for a certain amount of years, the team does um, uh, get their bird rights. It's more likely that Klay Thompson stays over Kevin Durant because because Kevin Durant does value getting paid over, you know, over Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson is eligible for a five-year deal just like Kevin Durant, but... Will Golden State Warriors bring both of them back on a five-year deal and go, you know, deep into the luxury tax? So it's really going to be hard on the Golden State Warriors, you know, cap situation if they are able to bring, you know, Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant back. Chances are that Klay Thompson comes, re-signs with the Golden State Warriors, possibly for less to bring in Kevin Durant, who takes possibly, you know, a one, one-year deal where he picks up his player option or renegotiates his contract to where he signs a two-year deal. But chances are, my predictions is um, Clay Thompson signs a five-year deal with the Golden State Warriors, and Kevin Durant heads to the New York Knicks and signs a um, a four-year deal with them just because of long-term security and because the Golden State Warriors are able to, you know, sign Clay Thompson over Kevin Durant. So it really just depends on how it all shapes up. But... That about wraps it up for um, episode three. 
Um, I would like to do episode four, possibly, you know, Saturday or Sunday, where I discuss the NBA draft a little bit, possibly do, you know, a mock draft for everyone, you know, discuss um, game six of the NBA finals and, you know, throw whatever other news that comes in. Maybe Anthony Davis trade happens between now and then. It just depends on what happens. So be sure to like and uh, subscribe to my channel. Uh, K willing to say capital K dash capital W I L L I N G to say T O S A Y. Um, so that about wraps it up for this show. See you everyone.